0: Hello! Welcome back. Welcome back to Literally Nobody. <laughs> I do not know what kind of accent that is, but... Welcome back to Literally Nobody. I am Clara, in case you forgot. It has been a minute, you guys. Um, four months, to be exact. So, a very long minute. Some of you guys may be wondering, what the heck happened to you, Clara? Did you die? Did you hate podcasting? Did you run out of ideas? Did you die? And uh, the answer is none of the above. I just... I... Well, I don't really have an exact reason why I have been gone for the past four months. The only explanation I really have is that I like to listen to the universe and something in the universe was just not pointing me in the direction of doing the podcast. And I know with things like this and content creating, it's like you're always supposed to be producing and producing and more and more and more. And I just don't agree and I just don't listen to that or feel the need to keep up for no reason. Uh, I I do feel slightly bad that I just dropped off because I've had quite a few people ask me, like, what is going on if I just quit, um, which wouldn't really be all that surprising if you know me, to quit a project after I start because I like to do that. But it was never about any kind of negative feelings or not wanting to do the podcast or not even enjoying it or not having ideas. It was just not in the cards. I don't know. Like I said, I don't have a great explanation for why I've been gone the past four months. It just, it just is what it is. Okay. And, but, we're back now, and I'm very excited. I've really been wanting to come back for the past couple weeks, if not month, and been kind of planning ideas and things, but I just haven't quite yet, and so today's the day, Um, and I'm excited, and I have had a ton going on in life, It's been very busy, and that's not even the reason I wasn't recording. Uh, I was thinking back, actually, and it's funny because when I was creating the most is when I was doing travel nursing, and I was working for 12-hour shifts a week, and driving back and forth from Minnesota and Wisconsin, a couple times a week and just life was chaotic and yet I was still you know punching out these episodes every week but you know so it hasn't been all like oh I've been too busy I just um yeah again I don't I don't have an explanation I don't think it needs one um but it just is life life is life right And, but again, anyways, I've had just a ton of stuff going on. I got a new job. I applied to go back to school. We went to Iceland, which I cannot wait to share about our Iceland trip because that was very amazing and just wonderful. And I am pregnant. I am 21 weeks as of yesterday So, over halfway pregnant already, which is flipping crazy. It's just been flying by, and I know the next couple months will fly by, and soon we'll be a family of four, which is very exciting. But yeah, so, anyways, lots of life happenings, lots of exciting, good things. And I am just excited about life, excited to be here. And so I wanted to share a little bit about my new job. It's probably one of the least in-depth things I'll go into because who cares? But I have uh, a fun, just a couple things I wanted to share So for one, I'm still a nurse. I just, I'm working in the neurosurgery clinic and I've worked with neurosurgery patients my whole nursing career. So it's been what I've, I am familiar with, which is nice. Um, and it's funny, I started doing it. So (laughs) when I had left the neuroscience floor, working in the hospital as an inpatient nurse, which is, you know, just chaotic and busy. And to do my travel nursing, I had said when I came back, I was going to likely apply to critical care. And instead, when I came back, I applied to the clinic, which is the exact opposite. And I always find the need to explain why I'm working in the clinic and I it's like I can't tell anyone I'm working in the clinic without then like vomiting out uh excuses or the reasons why I am and I I think right away I did struggle quite a bit with the idea of being a clinic nurse I In nursing culture, you know, we I think as a general, we try to not say any nurse is more or less of a nurse, so to speak. Nurses are nurses, but let's be real, deep down, everyone in the nursing field also feels like nurses with harder and intense jobs are quote-unquote more of a nurse I guess you could say and so I struggled being young I mean relatively new into my nursing career going to the clinic my uh, stepdad when I told him he was like isn't that where they put nurses out to pasture I'm like oh my god dad (laughs) um thank you for that uh so I I struggled internally, honestly, with it, which is why I'm sure I felt the need to explain to everyone why I I was working in the clinic. And I've now realized, you know, you don't really owe anyone an explanation. I mean, I already knew that, but I've come to terms with that fact. And I am going to give you guys an explanation just because... It's, I don't know, a thing to talk about, I guess, but so I, again, it's what I know. So it was familiar and then it's no weekends, no holidays. It's 8am to 4pm, four days a week. So it's like ideal, right? You know, I was working, used to working 12 hour shifts, days and nights, all sporadic, working every third weekend if not every weekend when I did my WIO contracts. WIO is like weekend only. And so it was a big change and I thought would be good to kind of just settle down and take it easy. And I knew I was pregnant and so I thought it would be nice with like welcoming a new family member and to just chill it out for a little while. Um, One thing that I did not foresee me hating about it is being sedentary. I like to just be up and moving and active and not even necessarily like working out, but just being in general, moving my body and, you know, you're sitting, it's a desk job, really. I see patients, um you know, I, I close to every day, but not. And even when I see patients, it's, you know, for a few minutes and I'm then sitting in the room with them, so I'm still not doing much of anything. Uh so yeah, I do not like just chilling out all day for eight hours. It's been very difficult on me mentally, honestly, because before as a floor nurse You know, it was easy to get 15,000 steps in in a 12-hour day. It was constantly go, go, go. You're lifting patients. You're turning patients. You're, you know, very active. And I took for granted it being built into my day to be active. Now I have to try to be active either before work, which is horrible because I get up at 6.30 or six o'clock anyway, in the morning. And I have to do it after work, which is difficult too, because I pick up Zeke right after school. And then, you know, it's like dinner, bath time, bedtime for him. And I don't really like to work out at night because I feel like working out kind of wakes me up. And so yeah, it's just been like, shit, how do I fit activity into my life? forcefully now when it just used to come natural and so that was an unforeseen detail that I don't enjoy all that much but other than that I I enjoy pretty much everything about it it's it's been nice but it's kind of funny so I when I was on orientation again like I said we see patients and it's mostly for either pre-op education cuz we're no surgery so we do like uh spine surgeries and then also like brain surgeries too and so it's either usually for pre-op education that i see p- patients or i see them 2 weeks post-op and check on them and when i was going when i was doing orientation i was going into the pre-ops with my coworker, I found her saying um a lot during the education and it's it's not a short visit, it's long. They're scheduled for hour long appointments and it's just us rambling on about preoperative teaching what to do, what not to do, your restrictions, how to take care of your wounds and stuff, blah, blah, blah. It's a lot. And it's definitely overwhelming for patients. But anyways, when I was sitting in with her and listening to her spiel to the patients, I noticed her saying, um, a lot. And then there would be point in times where I could focus on nothing else except for her saying, um, And I was like, man, I really got to work on not saying, um, because I know I say it too. And of course I still do, but I feel like I have dramatically reduced the amount I say, um, especially in the pre-op teaching. I just, just take a breath. You know, I try to, I very consciously think about, not saying um and so I feel like it's honestly been helpful in my regular life too because I don't want to say those things it's just been a habit for so many years it's hard to change and you know I would notice myself saying it a lot when I first started the podcast like I would listen back and erase so many ums, and it was super time-consuming, but I was like, I don't, I wouldn't necessarily want to listen to somebody saying um all the time, and so I would delete it so it wasn't so annoying, and so I am hoping that this saves me a lot of time for editing, editing that I don't say um quite as much, I'm going to always say it a little bit. You know, there's always those breaks in a conversation, or I'm just actually literally thinking. And so I'm saying, um, out loud because my brain is going, um, <laughs> I'm trying to think of what the heck to say. And so, yeah, I think it, it just is what it is, but it was interesting. I, I, I feel like I have been dealing with a lot of these, like, little self-improvements in life. Um, Like, starting the podcast, I quit mouth breathing, which has, like, totally changed my life. I was really stuffy the other night, and I was trying, I was breathing through my mouth, and I was like, this is so uncomfortable. Like, how the hell did I ever do this? Uh so yeah, very strange. But and then now cutting down on my um's, I'm like just a self-improvement queen over here. But anyways, so life life is good in the clinic. Uh I like I said, I applied to go back to school too. I am applying to go back for my bachelor's degree because I have an associate's degree right now. And Really, there's not a whole lot of point to get a bachelor's degree in nursing unless you want to go into higher education. Which, excuse me, I am thinking I do want to go into higher education, so I'm going to start out with my bachelor's degree. I, uh, my school I went to, Western Technical College, has these like compacts or contracts or whatever with multiple different universities that ensure that they're going to accept all of your transfer credits from your associate's degree. And so I was wanting to go to one of those schools and when I was looking into it, a lot of them are kind of crazy expensive actually, like these online universities for RN to BSN, so it's I don't like a year and a half program like $28,000. And I'm like, what the fuck? And so I looked into UW-Madison, which the tuition was way less there. And it's UW-Madison, which is cool. Um, big, you know, school in Wisconsin. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to apply here. And they have, like, nurse practitioner and, like, continuing education programs in nursing, which, again, I am looking into doing, so it would be nice to just be able to continue in the same school. And so I started the application process, and then I found out you needed a letter of recommendation, so it said from a teacher, and so I was like, well... I went to school during COVID when everything was online and I attempted to reach out to my nursing school teachers and literally not a single one of them replied. I was like, well, thanks guys. Thanks for nothing. Uh, that, that was a little depressing. So then that had sent me back for like a month. I didn't work on the application at all. I was like, well, maybe I just won't even go to school. And then, honestly, just last night, I was like, you know what? I'm doing it. I want to go back to school. I want to get this done. And it's all online. So I can do it when I'm pregnant. I can do it when I'm postpartum and should be all good in the hood. Uh, So anyways, I did it all last night. And it was actually quite the freaking process. So I had to write two essays. And then I needed the letter of recommendation. And then, of course, you have to pay the $70 application fee. And then you have to get your transcripts sent there, your official transcripts, which I went to two different colleges. So that was like, $25 to get those transcripts, and then I had to get my high school ones, which was another $13. So, I spent, like, over $100 applying to UW-Madison, which I was annoyed with last night already. But then, today, I it said you could send your ACT scores or your SAT scores if you wanted to, and in the midwest we usually take the ACT and so i i did in high school and i got a 26 and i thought that was like a decent score so i was going to look at sending them that but i looked up their average like acceptance and then their average ACT scores and their their like acceptance was 26 to or 27 to 32 with the average of being 30. And I'm like, oh, shit. And then the average GPA was like 3.88 or something like that. And I'm like, well, fuck. (laughs) Did I just throw $100 down the drain? Um, So, I guess we shall see. I don't know how long it takes to get back uh, to the students, but... I really hope to get in, but, you know, I know I had decent grades, but I don't think my GPA was quite that high. So, yeah, we'll hope for the best. And I am actually quite looking forward to going back to school. I I do like to learn and school has never been all that hard for me. And so, yeah, anyways, I'm just, I'm looking forward to it. But yeah, I guess that's kind of all of my updates for now. I wanted to keep it relatively short and just overall say thank you for your continued support. You know, these four months I've been gone, I've actually had people still listen, which has been very surprising i I've been totally silent on Instagram. I obviously yeah, I haven't been posting podcasts, so I figured everyone would have forgotten about me, but um yeah, I still have had a few listens, which is promising, and I just want to thank everyone for the support originally and hopefully the continued support and I am excited about what is to come in the podcast, and I can just say if there's anything you can expect from me, it's that I'm unpredictable. So, you know, I'm not planning on any more four-month hiatuses, but you never know what the cards will bring. Um, It actually reminds me of a, uh, I think just like a video on Instagram I saw the other day. It was, and again, I, I think it's interesting because my Literally Why video, I talk about how I think the universe and us as humans and everything is on these cycles and we are all a part of this cycle and we are all on cycles ourselves and it was saying basically how we accept and don't question the seasons we don't question the wintering of the earth and yet we expect ourselves to be in a constant spring You know, constantly producing, constantly blooming, constantly growing. And we never give ourselves like the grace to go through a wintering, go through a resting and relaxing period. Um, And I think that is especially true in today's world where everything's about content, content, and creating. And if you're not creating 20 million videos a day, then you're irrelevant. And it's just kind of depressing that that's where we're at as a universe, as maybe not the universe, as a world. But it really hit home for me that it, you know, it's fine to let yourself go through of fall, to let yourself go through letting go of things that no longer serve you, to let yourself go through wintering, uh, you know, or relaxing, taking a break time, and then to come back into spring where you're blooming and you're growing and learning and, um, yeah, and so I, again, just am thankful for you guys and for understanding and, I am excited for what is to come next. Stay tuned. Uh, Peace, love, blessings, happiness as always. And I will talk to you guys soon. Bye.